Buckle up, friends. I'm going to be talking about two vastly different topics on today's episode. I'm going to be digging into the law of attraction and Christianity, as well as Governor Ron DeSantis shipping illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement in a very deep blue state by electing conservative candidates, by educating and empowering Washington citizens to stand up and speak up and take real action to create positive change here in a very deep blue state. You can learn more about the work that we're doing and how you can get involved by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And if you are not in the state of Washington, I've got really exciting news. We will be launching our national platform later this fall. So stay tuned for more updates coming soon about Conservative Ladies of America. Well, I mentioned that you might get whiplash today. I've got two very different topics I want to talk about today, and one is totally not related to politics, and the other absolutely is. I have been working the last few days on my new website, and in doing so, I've been going back to my old website when I was a fitness and nutrition coach, and then I had a second website for my social media marketing business. And I've been taking my about page, my bio from those websites and trying to update it with the new information from the last five or six years to make, to kind of blend it all together and make it relevant to who I am now. And as I was reading back, and I've seen a lot of memories pop up in my Facebook about who I used to be and the kinds of things that I was involved in, and I was very much into the new age culture. I was very much into the law of attraction, the LOA. I didn't become a Christian until 2014. And once I became a Christian, all of that faded away. Well, as I've been going through this process over the last few days, I've also been seeing a lot of content on social media from people that I used to follow that are still showing up in my feed about um new age law of attraction stuff. And it just is one of these issues that kept coming up over and over and over again for me. And I have felt the Holy Spirit just nudging me to talk about this and share my story. As a Christian, I don't really have, I don't at all have anything to do with new age or law of attraction. And there's a very real reason for that. And so I want to share with you today about my journey from being involved in the new age culture and that law of attraction kind of mentality to being a Christian and being 100% dependent on Jesus Christ for everything in my life. So I was, I guess I would go back to even the late 90s when I first started getting into like self-help books. And if you ever go to the self-help section of a bookstore, there's a lot of new agey stuff. That's where you're going to find The Four Agreements, The Secret, The Magic, Eckhart Tolle, a lot of those people that Oprah used to um have on her show and recommend. They used to be part of her book club. And I was a huge Oprah fan. I had my first child 
1996, and I became a stay-at-home mom at the ripe old age of 21. And so staying home with a baby in my early 20s, you know, I'd watch afternoon TV while my baby would be napping. And so I always watched Oprah and I got really involved in the people that she would have on and reading their books. And I really took a hold of the new age and law of attraction concepts. It really was something I thought would help me and I just latched onto it and it was all that I consumed and I really got into this mentality from an early age that the way I thought would in the way that the stars aligned and it kind of goes into you know the horoscope and astrology and some of that stuff is you know if all of the stars aligned right and if I had the right mentality and if I gave myself the right affirmations I would get to a certain place in my life I would have a certain amount of success and happiness and I never really felt I would say I really struggled in my 20s with just my own self-image, my own self-esteem. And part of what the law of attraction concepts do is they focus you on yourself. It's very self-centered. It's very um, narcissistic. It truly is because it's all about me. What makes me happy? What will bring me success? What will bring me wealth? It's not about helping others or being compassionate. And that's not to say that people who practice the law of attraction are not compassionate or kind towards others. Absolutely not. But the whole concept is to be self-focused. So I was constantly feeling empty and reaching for more, reaching for another book, reaching for a newer influencer. And then later in my uh, 20s and my early 30s, I married and I had three more children. And I was too busy to really be reading this. But once I got into bodybuilding, which was around, which was in 2008, I started picking up on these concepts again and really started feeling like I needed to be empowered by this law of attraction mentality. And part of what the law of attraction does is one of, one of the things they preach is, you know, these affirmations. Some examples of their positive affirmations are, my bank account is positive. I have enough money for everything I need. I am beautiful and worthy of love. I am developing and achieving an accurate golf swing. I am a confident and inspiring public speaker. I am a top podcaster on Spotify. Part of it is the idea that you're acting as if. So you want to manifest something by acting as though you already have it, which isn't necessarily a bad concept. But what we have seen over the last many decades, and especially now that social media is such a big thing, which it wasn't back in the 90s when I first started reading these books, or even the late 2000s, you know, it was like you had MySpace and then Facebook was just starting to come on the scene. But now, you know, in the 2010s, then you started getting the influencers and people that were really posting a lot of content on social media with teaching people how to use the law of attraction to manifest the life of their dreams. And there's nothing wrong with positive affirmations. But one of the things that we are seeing with all of these influencers, and this was what uh, landed on me so profoundly over the last several days, is that you don't know who these people are. You've got all these random people on the internet and on social media that are telling you how to manifest 
the life of your dreams. And what kept coming back to me over and over again is all of the self-focused, me-centered, narcissistic themes that was consistent among all of these influencers. And sure, you want to have a healthy sense of self, but we don't get true satisfaction. We don't get true purpose if we are not focusing our efforts on helping others and being a positive contribution to society and teaching others how they can be productive members of society, impacting positively the lives of other people. You know, a lot of these people, these influencers, they do videos on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and giving people these small tips for how to get through your day and tell yourself this and tell yourself that. And there's nothing really wrong with that. But my every time I was watching these, I kept thinking, Jesus, you just need Jesus. They were leaving Jesus out of the discussion altogether. I'm sure most of these people aren't Christian because Christianity does not blend or coexist with the law of attraction. You really have to choose. Are you dependent on the universe or are you dependent upon Jesus Christ? Is Jesus Christ the foundation for your life or are you depending on the universe to make things happen for you? Are you depending on these positive affirmations and positive thoughts and then the universe bringing it to your door? Especially I hear a lot of people talking about manifesting the relationship of their dreams. I think it's great to have goals and a checklist of all of the the traits that you want your ideal mate to have. I had that for my husband and my list was really long and Number one was that my future husband would be a Christian, that he would be a man of God. And I truly didn't know if such a man with all of the criteria that I had on my list was out there. And I just prayed to God, Lord, if this is what you want for me, if you have this man out there for me, I will wait for him and I will trust the Holy Spirit to help me know when I've met that man. But if you don't, I will be okay. I will be okay by myself. And sure enough, he did. He delivered my husband who checked all the boxes on my list of criteria. And I do believe that my husband is 100% a gift from God. He is a blessing from God. And I don't think there's anything that the universe could have done (laughs) to bring me the perfect husband for me. I do believe that God knows the end from the beginning. And I believe that God knew that he would bring my husband to me when the time was right, when I had, when I was ready for him. And I did a lot of work. I went through a lot of therapy because after my marriage, my first marriage, I had a ton of trauma. I had a lot of PTSD. I was clinically and severely depressed and I was in no shape to be in any kind of a relationship with a man. I had a lot of work to do on myself and to heal so that I would be ready to be a good partner to my future husband. And so I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed that God totally did me a solid. But I see a lot of people using the law of attraction for a relationship. And I often see those same people 
in and out of marriages. And I'm certainly not here to give relationship or marriage advice, but I would say that if we are depending on something like the universe that does not care about us, that does not love us, we are probably going to be severely disappointed. I know that God loves me. I know that God has a good plan for my life, and I know that he works all things for good, and I trust him. And had he not brought me a husband, I would have trusted that that would have been okay and that I would have been okay and that there was a purpose for my life that didn't require a husband. I think there's a lot of confidence that comes from being dependent on Jesus Christ that people who are truly engrossed in the law of attraction and the new age culture, they don't have that because you aren't dependent on anything. You are dependent on yourself. Now, another thing that is very concerning about new age culture and the law of attraction and this whole concept of the universe is that you have to really use discernment because you don't know who a lot of these people are. You don't know their background. You don't know their intentions. And in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 14, it says, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. So that verse to me says that Satan's workers will be disguised as angels of light. They will be disguised as these good people, these good servants, and they don't have good intentions. I'm totally against like crystals and yoga and anything that has to do with seances and fire ceremonies and just a, a number of different ceremonies or rituals that are not biblical. They're not godly. They call in spirits that are not spirits of the heavens. They are not spirits of light. They are spirits of Satan. And it's very important now more than ever because Satan is just roaming about our country, our world, not even trying to hide himself. And Satan has a lot of helpers right now. I mean, you don't have to look far to see the evil that's going on in our country. So I don't bring this to you to judge you. I think everybody needs to do their own self-reflection. For me, this was just a journey that I, as I got into the Bible, as I started reading the Bible back in 2014, as I started going to church and really learning about Christianity, I realized that the new age stuff that I had been involved in was very bad and was very anti-Christianity and was very scary. So I say that and I share my experience so that if you are involved in that stuff, just take a look at it and pray that, you know, God will show you truth because it's very important that we are using discernment in who we listen to because it's going to be very easy to be led astray. And we're seeing in this day, and it says it in the Bible, that the path is narrow. And we are seeing a lot of Christians who I personally would have thought they're going to go the distance. They're going to be, you know, for Jesus all the way till the end, till he comes to rapture us and take us home. They are falling off of the path. They are going astray. And it's very hard to watch, but it's in the Bible and we know these days are coming. So it's very important that we as Christians use discernment. 
So this is just a topic that's been kind of nagging at me for the last few days, and I just felt the Holy Spirit was nudging me to share my experience and share my thoughts with you because I know this is a big thing that we see a lot on social media. So not political at all, but definitely a very important topic for Christians especially. Please don't get whiplash, but I want to shift gears and talk about Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, sending 50 illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. I think this was a brilliant strategy. I mean, if you think about it, if immigrants come over the border and they go into a state or a city that is not a sanctuary city, then they should be prepared that they will be deported or taken somewhere to a sanctuary city that does support them. Now, of course, I live in Washington. And Washington is a sanctuary state. Seattle, of course, is a sanctuary city. And I think Ron DeSantis did a smart thing. Like, why should Biden won't secure the border? So why should he and the residents of his state have to provide the services for these illegal immigrants? And if you watch any of the news stories on, you know, conservative outlets like Newsmax or OAN or even Fox, Fox News actually has pretty good coverage of what's going on at the border with Bill Malugin. If you watch their coverage, they often interview these immigrants and the immigrants come right out and say, it's easy to get across the border and we're coming here right now because we can, because it's open. So they know exactly what they're doing. I'm sure that there is a certain percentage of these people who are truly seeking refuge in America, but we do have a process. And if our government, if the Biden administration truly cares about these people and giving them refuge, then they should create policies that offer to help these people rather than just having a completely open border where the border towns have to deal with the thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of these immigrants that are pouring over. So DeSantis sends two charter planes of immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. And every liberal you can imagine is totally up in arms about this and how inhumane this is of him. I'm sorry, but Martha's Vineyard is like a pretty swanky vacation town. And all of these elite people live in Martha's Vineyards. And these are the people that are talking about how we need to let these immigrants come to our country. And they even have a sign that says that illegal immigrants are welcome there. So why would they be upset that these people got a nice plane ride up to a sanctuary city that claims to be a safe haven for illegal immigrants? Many people across social media were basically bashing uh, DeSantis and calling this a political stunt and how dare you use human beings for your political stunt. Dan Rather tweeted uh, yesterday, he tweeted, grandstand all you want, fine, but to use human beings as pawns is despicable. These are people, folks, people, human beings. They're but for the grace of God. I always love it when these total left-wing loonies talk about God or they quote Bible verses and you know that they are completely out of touch with Christianity. There's nothing unchristian about moving these people from one place to another. They are not being political pawns. If you have a sanctuary city and they come across the border to a non-sanctuary city, town, or state, they should be moved to a city or a state where the voters have decided to elect people who are spending taxpayer resources to support these illegal immigrants. That is just common sense, and there's nothing inhumane about it. He didn't send them to a bad place. 
What is inhumane is thinking about all of the children and people who are trafficked over the border, how much drugs are coming in over the border, all of the sex trafficking that is happening at the border. This is something that the left refuses to acknowledge because it doesn't fit their narrative. They want you to think that all of these people coming across the borders in the thousands are all good actors when in fact we know that that's not true. This is a very dangerous thing and I think it's probably one of the top issues for the midterm election and certainly for the presidential election, we have got to get our border secure. It's very scary if you talk to anybody who lives anywhere near these border towns. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to some friends from Texas and they live up in the north part of Texas in the panhandle. And they were saying that they're even feeling it up there. The crime has gone up in in their city, they are seeing the results of the crisis at the border in their town. And of course, we're seeing it all over the United States because these people, they don't just stay in Texas or Florida or Arizona. They get bussed all around. And of course, here in Washington, we have a lot of them. You're seeing them in California and Oregon as well. So I thought that was really good that Ron DeSantis made that move. I think, you know, it is um, obviously it is a political strategy. But it was a point that needed to be made. And I don't think it's fair to expect the citizens of a state like Florida or Texas to have to continue to deal with the crisis at the border that Biden isn't willing to fix. And Kamala Harris says that the border is secure. Well, we know that it's not. And if it was secure, then why are you concerned about these 50 immigrants that got bussed up to Martha's Vineyard? And there was another bus load that uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott sent, I think it was on Wednesday this week, to right outside of Harris's house in D.C. So they want to make sure that these leaders are feeling the crisis and that they're feeling the, the pain that their communities are feeling. And I hope that it makes a difference. I don't know that it will. I think that we're going to need to have some kind of change in leadership in the Senate or the House or something. I don't know what it's going to take to change it, but we've got to get the border secure. And I think that these leaders in Texas and Florida and, and even Arizona are doing the right thing. And I hope that it starts to make a difference. So two totally different subjects today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have feedback, I would love to hear it. All of my contact info is in the notes. If you like this, please share it. If you're not following the podcast, please hit the follow button on whatever app you listen on. And as per usual, if you've got a topic idea that you'd like me to address on an upcoming episode, I'd love to hear about it. Again, all of my contact info is in the notes, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 